and we back in this thing like we left something what's going on y'all welcome back to this week's episode of i got a story to tell i want to thank y'all for joining me again this week also i want to send a shout out and a thank you to everybody who's reached out to me to see if i needed anything see how i'm feeling uh like i stated last week's episode COVID has hit myself and my family, my wife and both of my kids. Um, so I appreciate everybody who's been reaching out, whether it's a text, a call, uh, through IG, uh, whatever the case may be. I thank y'all. I want to give a special shout out to two people in particular. One, my guy, my brother, Jackson, <laughs> who you know, we text and send each other messages and stuff like that on IG all the time or whatever the case may be. I want to thank you because he hit me up. Now, one thing about my circle of friends, it's always like honest. It's never no, you know, feelings hurt. None of that shit. Right. So Jackson hits me up and is like, hey, you know, listen, to last week's episode, you, you sound like shit. Right. <laughs> Which when I read it, it was hilarious because after I listened to it, I was like, damn, I sound terrible. You still might be able to hear a little bit of it in my voice, but I'm feeling a, a whole lot better. But shout out to Jackson for telling me I sound like shit, which he was absolutely right. And I thought was hilarious. And shout out to my girl, my sister, the queen, the zinger for hitting me up and telling me the same thing. Like, hey, you sound like shit. Um, I appreciate that, especially coming from those two people. Like I say, um, people that are in my circle of friends and stuff like that. It's always honest talk. It's never no, you know, damn, why would you? It ain't that type cat, right? So to those two people, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate that. And y'all were both right. Y'all know how we do. Before we get started, I always got to give someone their flowers. This week, I'm giving flowers to my Aunt Gladys. Well, we call her Pat, but everybody else, you know, y'all call her uh, Gladys. Thank you for being you and having the most beautiful smile and spirit. If y'all were ever around my aunt at any time before she transitioned on, y'all know that laugh and that smile was contagious. And she was hilarious, super funny. One of the funniest humans I've ever come across, right? So, Aunt Pat, I love you, I miss you. I know you're looking down and you're so proud of everything Phil has accomplished. Rest in peace. And with that being said, y'all, it's that time. Oh, it's that time. I got a story to tell. Let's go, y'all. takes place in the year of our lord 1989 that's 1989 it's the summer of 1989 to be exact i'm 10 years old and i'll be turning 11 on my birthday august 17th but like i said i'm still 10 at the time i just finished fifth grade at mount Airy elementary and in sixth grade i'll be going to cba cincinnati bilingual academy 
Shout out all my people that went to CBA. Y'all know who y'all are. Like I said, I'm 10 years old. And at the time that summer, my grandfather, who had a store down in over the Rhine, over the Rhine for my non Cincinnati people, is downtown pretty much, downtown Cincinnati. My grandfather talked to my mom and was like, hey, how about a couple days out of the week, you let Mikey come down to the store, help me out around the store? My mom was like, of course. So my grandfather's store was, it was a small, you know what I'm saying, store that sold uh, candy, chips, pop, cigarettes, um, shit like that, right? And he was like, you know, one of those older people in the community that was respected, you know, help people out. You know, if if a mother come in and she need a little something, he'll shoot her a little few little dollars here and there. Um, he watched some of those kids in the neighborhood grow up, um, you know, shit like that. He would let you do a little credit in the store, all of that type shit. Right now, his store sat on Finley. Finley um also had finley market so my grandfather's store was down the street from the market down the street also from the church i grew up in new prospect baptist church and so it was right past the parking lot right there where everybody would park and for those who knew my grandfather his store was the one that had the big masonic symbol on one side of the door and the eastern star symbol on the other side of the door and everybody called him mr bud or bud so my grandfather asked my mother, he said, hey, why don't you let Mikey come down to the store? Help me out. She said, of course. So how that was going to go was I would get up in the morning, shower, all that, get myself together. Again, I'm 10 years old. Hop on the bus, get off the bus, walk probably maybe a half a mile to my grandfather's store. So just so we clear, this is how it goes, right? So let's get to this story. One day I wake up. Get myself together, shower, all that, go to the bus, get on the bus, get off. Get off the bus at my normal spot. Now, every time I would get off the bus, there was a little alley right here. Now, the street that I would be walking down is Elm Street. Now, New Prospect Baptist Church sat on the corner of Finley and Elm. So I'm familiar with that area. Like I said, went to church there. Um, even over the years working at my grandfather's store and just continue to be in the area, you know, you, you make relationships. My grandfather had relationships, even it led to me getting a job, you know, a few years later at uh, the LeBlanc Boys and Girls Club. But that's a story for another day. So anyway, walking down Elm and I would always see these two dope fiends who would be like in this little side alley. Right. And every morning they would bother me. I would be walking. I'm 10 years old. And one was like a taller, dark skinned dude, like kind of swole. The other one was a tall cat. He was more light skinned, though. And he had a little size to him, too. And every morning it would be, where you going? Give us some money. Get back over here. All that shit. Right. But I never I never took it super serious because they would never walk towards me or no shit like that. They would just be, you know, saying little shit. I'm from the hood anyway, so I understand you know, dope fiends and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So they, I never perceived them as a threat or nothing like that. So I would just look and keep walking. I would never entertain. I would never talk to him. I just keep walking, go to my grandfather's store. I would never even say anything to my grandfather about him bothering me. Cause had I told him he would have dealt with it. Right? So every day, these two, you know what I'm saying? They was like, like I said, they had some size. They was like on some road warrior shit, you know, hawking animal. 
They was like on some tag team championship spike shoulder pads type shit, right? Bebop and rock steady type shit. So every day, same thing. Where you going? Give us some money. So this certain day I get off the bus. I'm walking. And I always dreaded that part of my trek to my grandfather's store. But I knew it was coming every day. They didn't miss a beat. So one day I get off the bus. Here they go. Hey, where you going? Hey, give us some money. I keep walking. Go to the store, handle my business, whatever. The next day, I get off the bus. I only see one of them. And that's the big, the, the dark-skinned cat. And he, like I say, he got some size to him. I'm walking. It's a little different today, though. Little nigga, where you going? I'm like, oh, shit. It's never been little nigga added. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, damn. My boy on some aggressive shit today. You know what I'm saying? That crack taking hold. You know what I'm saying? He he out here wilding, right? So, but I don't see the other cat. I don't see his homeboy. I don't see his sidekick. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I keep it moving. He's still yelling. I mean, the further I get down there, and I got to make this left on Finley, right? The further I get down there, closer to the armor, like the, the armored truck place that was across from New Prospect Church, I'm about to bust the left. He's still yelling. Now, he would usually stop yelling once I got a few steps past him. He's still yelling. Motherfucker, where you going? I'm like, oh, this nigga tripping. Bust the left. I'm about to pass the parking lot where everybody would park for church. And my grandfather's store is immediately after the parking lot. I see the light skin, his homeboy, right? His sidekick. He like, where you going? I don't say shit. I keep it moving. I said, where you going? I said, all oh, these niggas wilding this morning. Like they've never been on no aggressive shit. And I start computing in my 10 year old brain. Like, well, hold on. Let me see. These niggas got some size to them. So they ain't been smoking crack that long. Cause I done seen like dope fiends who've been on that shit for a while, right? Like this one nigga named Mike that lived in my hood. He was an older cat, right? Now I knew Mr. Mike when he was older and had a little bit more size to him. But he had been smoking that shit so long that he had got like on some super skinny shit, right? But he was he was cut up like skinny. Y'all remember how Bruce Lee was? Bruce Lee would take off his shirt. You see all his bones and, and all that shit, but it wasn't like it wasn't like malnourished skinny, but it was skinny with some cuts. So that's how Mr. Mike was. And he used to like roll his tube socks down. He used to tie his, his Chuck Taylors like mad tight. He used to wear these black high top Chuck Taylors. And y'all know how cats like tie their shoes so tight that the sides touching like on some goofy shit. So that's how Mr. Mike was like. I don't know if his feet got skinny when he was smoking crack or what, but the nigga got on some skinny shit and he would wear chucks tied mad tight with his uh, tube socks rolled down like donuts. And you will see like all the veins and shit like in his arms and legs and shit. Nigga used to walk super quick with some rose tint sunglasses on and nigga like always be on some fast talking shit. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to get up out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What y'all about to do? Like shit like that. So I knew dope fiends who was like veteran dope fiends. These two big swole brolic niggas was like, they was new to crack. They might have been smoking crack like for a short period of time. So that crack hadn't kicked in, you know what I'm saying? And hit it with the Jane Fonda workout plan, you know what I'm saying? Where they get skinny. So anyway, I'm like, damn, these niggas on some swole shit. If these two niggas jump on me, it's going to be a problem. But again, I've always had the mentality. Nigga, I'm going to fight whatever, regardless, I'm going to fight. So these two big dope fiends, they probably going to whoop me. But my 10-year-old self, I'm a fight, right? 
So anyway, I keep walking past, you know, the light-skinned dope fiend nigga. So I walk into my grandfather's store. I don't say anything to him. Now, let me describe to y'all my grandfather, who and how he is. My grandfather, um, light-skinned cat, big pot belly, got a mustache. It ain't like, okay, y'all know how Hitler had like the short body mustache, like right under the nose, but it was still had like some thickness to it, right? So my grandfather ain't had a Hitler, but it was like a little wider. So it came out a little further, right? I don't know what made him go with that. You know what I'm saying? That look like that was never a dope look. I really thought, but he might've used to, you know, be the man or something. I don't know. He might've used to bag slims with the, the, the hectic, you know, thick mustache. Right? So that was my grandfather. He was from NY. He loved to play the ponies, as people say, which means bet on horses, right? So he would watch on this little like rinky dink TV, the the races over at River Downs, right? River Downs was right across the bridge. It was a horse track. So he would love to play the ponies, right? So he would watch the races. He would call in his bets. He had these books where he would like look at all the races for the day and all that shit, right? And if he wasn't watching the races on TV, he was listening to the baseball games on this little radio, right? So that was my grandfather. From NY, um, you know, that's my that's him, right? So I come in, we explain ex exchange pleasantries, whatever. Hey, how you doing? Yada yada yada. Now my job job in the store was I would sell whatever was in the store. That was my job. And I would run errands for him if he needed me to run errands. I would sweep off the stoop in front of the store, whatever the case may be. So this day. I come in, you know, people come in. Now he had his regulars that I became more and more familiar with. So this older cat that he was real cool with. Nigga used to listen to jazz music super loud. Nigga had a gray mercury. Nigga would listen to that shit loud. And he would park right in front of the store, hop out, keys in it, windows down. You know what I'm saying? Jazz music on some super loud shit, right? He would come in and he smoked Paul Mall cigarettes. Every day he come in, he get him a pack of Paul Mall. I sell him to Paul Malls. He had talked to my grandfather for a minute. He out. The young girl that had like a couple kids would come. She would talk to my grandfather. I don't know if he was sweet on her or what, but he would shoot her a few dollars. Yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? And she out. Like on some sugar daddy shit, right? And then it was this cat named Tobias. Tobias sold dope. Tobias would come in. He would always buy double mint gum and get a Pepsi, a can of Pepsi, right? I always talked to my grandfather about baseball. They would talk probably 15, 20 minutes. He'd be like, all right, Mr. Bud, I'm out. He'd dap me up. He'd be like, all right, little man, you be good. You be easy. Nigga had big jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Big jewels on. Nigga always had like a, a, a nugget, like a three-finger nugget ring on his hand, right? So he left one day. My grandfather's like, oh, I've been knowing that little boy. That boy since he was little. He was like, could play baseball, all the talent in the world, but he out here selling them drugs and all that shit, right? So that leads to a long conversation. Mikey, you got to do right. You can't be selling drugs, all that shit. Y'all know how it go. So every day for lunch, my grandfather would send me one or two places. He was either sending me up to Golden Skillet on Central Parkway, or he was going to send me to the Gold Star Chili on Ray Street, right by the IGA, right? Now, I always liked when he sent me to Gold Star Chili because I would go over that way and I wouldn't have to see the two dope fiends. I wouldn't have to see, you know what I'm saying, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. You know what I'm saying? Because they would 
If I was going to go and skillet, they would be up that way. So this day, my grandfather shoots me $20 like he did every day. Mike, it's lunchtime. Run over there to Gold Star Chili. Give me a three-way. <coughs> excuse me. Get a whole bunch of packets of hot sauce. That was always his thing. He wanted three-way with a whole bunch of hot sauce. And get whatever you want. Say, yes, sir. So I get the money, put it in my pocket. I walk out. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm relaxed because I know the Wonder Twins is the other direction. I don't even have to cross paths with them. So it's cool. I don't have to see them till it's time for me to go catch my bus, right? So I'm cool. I leave out. I bust the left. Now, for my Cincinnati people, y'all know how Finley Market is now is not how it used to be. There used to be a baseball field to the left. Now it's a parking lot, but it used to be a baseball field over there that the church, New Prospect that I grew up in would have like outside church community there like a couple times a year, once or twice a year for the community, all that. So anyway, I'm like, man, I'm about to cut across the baseball field to go to Gold Star Chili. I bust the left, cut across the baseball field. Who do I see of all people? BB and CC. I see these two. Hey, nigga, where you going? Little nigga, you hear me? The two dope fiends. Why they over in the park, I don't know. I'm like, oh, shit. Here these niggas go with this bullshit. Now, only people on the field are myself and these two. The Wonder Twins. The super dope fiend swole niggas. Now, up a little bit is a basketball court. Well, all the niggas that used to sell dope they used to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas hustling, trapping, whatever. Niggas over there hooping, betting on shot, all that shit, right? Shooting dice here and there. So I'm like, oh, let me see. Because I start getting nervous because as the two dudes is yelling at me, they walking towards me. They've never done that. So I'm like, damn, these niggas have been real out of character today. They were acting real unusual today. They've always yelled at me, but never walked towards me. So now... You know, my ghetto spidey senses is tingling like, you know, this might be a problem. So I start diverting a little bit going toward the hoop court where the niggas that sell dope at. In case these two, you know, grown niggas jump on me, these niggas can help me. Right. So I'm like, man, these niggas on some bullshit. I'm trying to get this bullshit gold star chili and just get back to the store. So I'm walking toward them. They, where you going? Where you going? They start seeing me getting close to the hoop court. They back off. So I'm like, ooh, okay, conflict avoided. Get the gold star chili, get the food, headed back. Now, I have the bright idea. I'm not going back across the baseball field. I'm going to walk down, race, bust a left on Elm, go down to Finley, bust a right, go down to the store. I'm going to stay close to the hoop court, close to the street. Come out, go past the hoop court, bust a left. Coming down Elm. Who do I see? These two niggas. I say, oh, man, y'all killing me today, man. They, yeah, yeah, we see you. We see you. We know you got some money. So I start walking quick, like on some speed walking shit. Get back to the store. I'm like, fuck. So now the whole time at the store, I'm thinking, I got to go back past these niggas to get on the bus to go home. Now, the way my day usually ran, though, I would go work, 
Soon as my grandfather give me money to go get lunch, I would go get us lunch, come back. And within like that next hour, he'd be like, all right, you can go ahead and go home. That's how he always did. Right. He would give me my thirty dollars. He paid me thirty dollars every day. He would give me my thirty dollars. Give me my bus fare out of the cash register. Boom, I'm gone. Right. Cool. So sitting there, finish eating. I know any minute now he's going to be like, all right, you can go to the crib. No. What does he say today? Hey, Mikey, get $5 out of the cash register. Walk up to the market and get me some pastrami. I'm like, man, fuck. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to think my grandfather and these dope fiends is like in cahoots together. Like he's never asked me to run like no errand this late in my work day. Right. So I'm like, all right, I got you. Get the money out. I'm walking up toward Finley Market. I don't see the Wonder Twins. I don't see the Road Warrior Dope Fiend Twins, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Go to the market, get his pastrami, head back. Get back to the store. Oh, damn. Mikey, go in the cash register, get $2, walk up to IGA. Now, IGA is right on a uh, race, right across from the uh, Gold Star Chili. Go up to IGA. Give me a loaf of butternut bread. Yes, sir. I got it. I get it. Whole time. Heart beating fast. God, I hope I don't see these niggas. Walking. I don't see them. Shit. They turning out good. Get the butternut bread. As I'm heading back, I see Tobias. Dude, you sell dope. These come in the store. He. What's up, little Mikey? I'm like, hey, what's up, Tobias? He like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. He's like, all right. Get back to the store. Chilling. About 15 minutes past my grandfather. Hey. Here. Gives me my money. Get your bus fare out the uh, cash register. Cool. I get it. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. He's like, I won't be here tomorrow. He's like, I see you day after that. I said, okay, cool. So. I got a, a hot $30 in my pocket, right? Oh, nigga. $30 to me at the time was, whoo, you couldn't tell me I ain't had 30000 in my pocket, right? So I'm like, cool. I set out to go to the bus stop. I bust a right, headed to the bus stop. Who do I see? Who do I see? The turbo and ozone of crack, right? I see these two niggas, right? Light-skinned dude say to me, you heard us talking to you earlier. Give us some money. I go to cross the street because I'm on the same side of the street they are. They probably about 30 feet away from me. I go to cross the street. These niggas cross the street with me. My heart beating fast as shit. I'm like, oh, shit. Shit's about to go left. Again, my ghetto spidey senses is telling me like, hey. Nigga, the space in between these two niggas and you is getting real, like, close. I'm like, man, these niggas ain't never walked up on me. So now I'm really computing. Okay, I can take off running the other way. I'm also computing in my head. Okay, I see this, this crack is really getting in their system because now they becoming a little more, you know what I'm saying, a little more bold because they like, you know, we can walk up on this little nigga. 
Where previous, it was, you know, we're going to let the nigga live, let him walk, he'll look. Nah, it ain't no more of that. My heart is beating fast. I'm thinking of all type of shit. Okay, should I run? Should I, you know, scream? Yeah, whatever. So I turn to go walk the other direction. Oh, they walking with me. I said, God damn. They still yelling. We know you got some money. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I can bust a left and go back to the store. And I know my grandfather going to handle that. Or I can start walking toward the basketball court where the niggas that sell dope be. I'm like, shit. I get to the corner of Finley and Elm right in front of the church. It's a weekday. I'm thinking ain't nobody in the church. Because, I mean, that was a third option. I could try to run the church. But if I run up them stairs and them doors don't open, I'm stuck. So I'm like, fuck it. I cross over. I'm headed toward the basketball court. They not stopping. They still, hey, you going to give us some money. We know you got some money. You be down at that store. We know you. All this shit, right? I'm walking super fast. Because I'm trying in my mind be like, you know, I don't want to run. Them niggas think I'm super scared, but I'm scared. I want to fight, but I lose. So I'm going to try to play it kind of cool like I ain't bothered. Because I know I got to come back down here. In two days, I got to be right back down here. I'm like, fuck. And if I tell anybody, it's going to be a whole bunch of you can't go down there no more. But I like giving my $30. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit. So I'm walking quick. They not stopping. I turn around real quick. I look. The biggest of the niggas, you know, the brown skin nigga, dark skin nigga, he like, he up on me like, quick, quick. Y'all remember how DK Metcalf ran down Buda Baker after that interception? Like, he on me like that. Like, I'm Buda Baker. He he DK. I said, ooh, shit. Man, I get right by where they, uh, by the basketball court. It's two cats down shooting dice right there. I don't know either one of them. I want to be like, hey, niggas, help. But I can't say shit. They not stopping. So they, didn't, they don't have no regard for these niggas over here at the hoop court. They don't give a shit about these niggas at the basketball court, obviously. Man, light-skinned dude said, little nigga, give us that money. Y'all, I swear the heavens open. The heavens opened up. Oh, like, that's the sound I heard. My ghetto superhero came, and all I heard was, motherfucker, who y'all talking to? I said, oh, shit. This nigga Tobias, the nigga Tobias comes outside because the, the basketball court was fenced in. It was open on one side, but the other three sides were fenced in. So he has to come out the court and come around the fence. Who the fuck y'all talking to? They not hearing him at this point. They're focused on me, the target and my little hot thirty dollars in my pocket. They can get, you know, they can get a couple bumps with that $30. So he come out. I know y'all ain't talking to him. Oh, Tobias, he going left with this shit. Let me describe. Tobias had a little size to him. Tobias probably about 6'1", probably about, a, a, about 200. Nigga had on a red Nike sweatshirt, like sweatsuit top. But it was unzipped. He had no shirt on underneath. 
Nigga had a gold chain with a Cadillac emblem on it. Some like the sweatpants, the shorts, they was like a short set, but they was Nike sweatpants, right? Nigga ain't had no socks on. Nigga had on some forces and that nigga had on that nugget ring. Like where three of them shits was like connected. You know what I'm saying? Like a nigga. Y'all like hold y'all hand up and make like a, a shadow dog like on the wall. Like, arf, arf. you know what I'm saying? The three top ones, they connected by nugget, the nugget ring. Oh, this nigga going left on them. I'll beat y'all motherfucking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the nigga wilding on them though? I'm looking. I'm feeling good. Like, yeah, yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, shit, Tobias, let's jump, let's jump on these niggas, let's whoop these niggas. They tried to get, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I got some, some newfound confidence. As he's screaming down on them and like letting them know, and they really backing down, like, oh shit. He like kind of moved me to the side, like to get in front of me, like, hey, he tell him like, don't y'all in y'all life talk to him like that? Don't bother him no more. Don't do shit, yada yada yada. Nigga, the nigga wave his hand. And I see the handle of the pistol. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I just wanted to punch these niggas a few times. Yell at them. I didn't know guns was in play right here. So I'm like, oh, shit. So now I'm conflicted. Like, hold on, pimp. Not knowing that he not finna up on them. He not finna pull the gun on them. But he's just letting them know. Man, these two cats back away. Man, uh-oh. We saw a little man, you, you gone about your day, yada, yada, yada. They walk off. The look of gratitude on my 10-year-old face at this nigga Tobias was like, man, thank you. Like a weight had been lifted off of me. I'm like, man, every day I'm getting pressed by these two dope fiends. Which, you know, as I, as I got older, I'm like, man, what type of nigga get pressed by some dope fiends? You can whoop them. But again, I'm 10. Tobias walks off and he like, hey, what time you leave your grandfather's store every day? So I tell him about the same normal time. He was like, all right, bet. Man, do y'all know for like the next week or two, every day I would leave work, Tobias would walk me to the bus stop so nobody would fuck with me. I'm like, damn, that's like, psh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like, shit, I got a bodyguard through these streets, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And he would always do the same thing. He would never tell my grandfather. He would just come, talk to my grandfather about baseball, get his get his gum, get his pop, and be like, all right. And he would wait up at the corner. And as soon as I'd come out, he'd walk to the, uh, what's the name of it? And we'd just talk about baseball. We would talk about baseball, walking to the, uh, to the bus stop every day for like two weeks. So all heroes don't wear capes. Some of, some of them wear nugget jewelry. I'm out.